Hey there. Let's listen to the global voices in drones and development. These are a series of masterclasses, interviews and discussion on the use of drones and drone-based technologies for sustainable development and social impact. So let's get started. Today we will be listening to Gabriela Elstock from UAV for Payload Delivery Working Group. Gabriela is a global health professional with a focus on advancing the integration of drones into public health systems to increase equitable access to healthcare. She is a coordinator of the UAV for Payload Delivery Working Group where she provides technical assistance to partners on introducing drones into health systems building vibrant drone ecosystems and generating evidence on the cost and cost effectiveness of drone transportation today she will be talking about closing the medical drone delivery evidence gap now there is a critical gap in the drone delivery sector most drone implementers collect and publicly share data on the flight operations but there is little data on the effect drones have on supply chain performance and cost and on health outcomes without this evidence governments and funders are slow to invest in drone operations at scale to transform healthcare delivery this presentation will introduce two tools which helps implementers decide what data to collect to understand the results of their operations and share the data publicly to advocate for future projects gabriella elstock But first, I'm Gabriella Ailstock. I'm uh, one of the coordinators of the UAV for Payload Delivery Working Group, um, or UPDOG, as we call it for short. Um, we are a global community of stakeholders who are interested in accelerating the use of drone delivery in health systems. Um, our mission is really to provide value for our member network of nearly 400 individuals all around the world, many of which uh, you are in the working group as well. Um, and we really are a knowledge and resource sharing platform for our members. Um, we have a very large uh, resource hub online. Um, and we uh, try to accelerate the use of um, evidence throughout the Drones for Health um, ecosystem. Uh, we also provide a lot of value for our members through partner coordination and connecting people uh, through online events and webinars and workshops, and also through a drone evidence database, which I will uh, speak to you all a little bit more about today. So um, we at UpDog believe that drones have the potential to play a transformative role um, in health supply chains around the world. And this is particularly true in healthcare, where drones can help overcome many logistics challenges in low and middle income countries and high income countries. Um, uh, and they have the potential to save lives and improve timely access to medicines, equipment and medical facilities. And this really should be a rallying point for industry and government. Um, but um, drone, because drone delivery provides us with an opportunity to rethink our entire health supply chains and specifically the infrastructure needed to deliver um, for these next generation supply chains. 
But all of that being said, uh, the lack of data and evidence on how drone delivery operations have actually impacted and improved um, supply chain performance, um, the cost of actually operating those supply chains with drones, and how ultimately they could affect health impact is really hindering their adoption around the world. Many governments and donors and um, other people in the industry who are looking to procure drone services uh, for health systems are asking for this evidence before they make these big decisions about integrating drones into their supply chains, which is very reasonable. Um, but unfortunately, many of us don't actually have that evidence to give them especially that evidence on long-term operations um, and operations at scale, rather than just modeled evidence, modeled data, or just data on short pilot programs. And we really see this as one of the core limiting factors in the adoption of drones um, more, more globally. And just to cement this even further, um, into 2020, the ISG UAS coordinating body, which, it, which is a um, group that convenes 14 of the biggest international donors um, around the world, um, surveyed its members to find out what, the what they believe are the primary challenges in scaling and sustaining drone operations in low and middle income countries. The number one response that they submitted was the lack of published evidence on the impact drones can have in health systems. And so you can imagine these 14 donors, which who honestly are funding much of the drone operations around the world right now or have a piece in funding those operations, are begging and asking for this evidence so that they can make these decisions. And so you can imagine that governments and others are also really, really needing this evidence to be able to, to accelerate the use of drones. So in 2019, the ISG-UAS coordinating body, um, UpDog and Village Reach, began a collaboration to help close this evidence gap. So we collaboratively developed two tools that can help um, organizations implementing drone delivery projects drone service providers and governments and anybody else who's involved in this drone industry um, to generate more and better quality data and evidence on their operations. And we developed a tool and publicly share that evidence so that others can utilize it. Um, so that we as an industry as a whole can work together to close this medical drone evidence gap. We embarked on this journey with the end vision in mind that all stakeholders will be able to make evidence-based funding and programming decisions on drone delivery introduction, scale-up, and sustainability to build more effective and resilient healthcare delivery systems that can reach all people around the world. So now I'll introduce you a little bit to both of these tools that I just mentioned. The first tool is called the Drone Evidence Generation Toolkit. Um, and this toolkit was first released in 2019. Um, it provides resources and guidance to help implementers learn how to collect the right data on their drone delivery operations so that stakeholders can make those evidence-based decisions once they do collect that data. 
This first version of the toolkit, since it was released in 2019, really focused its resources on short-term drone delivery operations, pilot programs, a lot of people also call them, um, and really had a lot of resources for how you collect data for those pilots. And that really was because in 2019, there were not a lot of longer term or larger scale drone delivery operations out there for us to base these resources on. Um, this is a very collaborative toolkit um, that we have gotten guidance and utilized um, what others are doing to collect this evidence. Um, so it, at that time, there were no published studies on long-term, large-scale drone delivery operations for us to really even know how we should collect that evidence. Um, and then a few, one year later, um, we launched another tool called the Medical Drone Delivery Database, or the MD3 for short. The MD3 is a user-generated database for drone implementations and to share your drone projects um, and the evidence that's generated in those drone projects um, with the world. Um, it's an online platform that's free to access. And really the purpose of this MD3 is to help promote um, transparent evidence sharing across our sector. So these tools were really developed to complement each other with one shared end vision. And they really do go hand in hand together. The Drone Evidence Generation Toolkit can help you learn how to collect that data, while the Medical Drone Delivery Database gives you a platform to share that data. Um, and they really are interlinked. And one of the big reasons why we also developed this Medical Drone Delivery Database was to, get, was to help kind of incentivize people to share their data by giving them a promotion of their projects as well too, and providing them with a place where other people can access what they've been doing, access their contact information. Um, and this is especially um, important for drone service providers, I believe, um, because it really can help them promote their great work that they're doing and put some facts and some figures behind their operations as well too so that people um, can really see the truth in what they're doing because there's tons of people doing a lot of really impressive work out there so after we launched these tools and especially as we were launching the medical drone delivery database and collecting a lot of this data from drone service providers and other implementers we started to notice that most people had pretty good data on their flight operations. So how many flights they did, how far they flew, what speed, um, how much payload they carried. Um, but very few people had quality data on the effect that, the, that drones had on supply chain performance, health outcomes, and how much these, that these projects cost to implement. So after um, in 2021, and after we developed both of these tools, and after there was some more data in the industry coming out of these longer term drone projects, specifically in Malawi um, and Madagascar as well too, um, we revised the toolkit and just released the second version of this drone evidence generation toolkit, which has really expanded its contents. The second version uh, is updated with new resources and recommendations on how to improve the completeness 
of this data that we are collecting in the medical drone delivery database with a renewed focus on longer term drone delivery operations. So let me start by introducing you a bit further on when and how to use the drone evidence generation toolkit first. So drone delivery projects from the outset should have plans to evaluate the results of their projects, depending on what phase they're in, so that you can determine if your project is working, if it's having the res desired results that you would like to achieve, and evaluate that if you should scale your project and sustain your project as well too. So this toolkit can really, one of its first things that it can be used for is to actually design your drone delivery project so that you can have that desired outcome. Um, and it can help you shape the project to plan properly, especially to resource what you need to do in order to collect this quality data that really is needed by the end of your project to show if you're having your desired outcome. Um, so this toolkit contains um, a couple of tools to help you do that in the beginning of your project before you ever uh, even start flights. Um, the first one is really a logical framework. Um, and that's what this uh, top photo is, the blue on the screen. So a logical framework is just a roadmap for your activities, your outputs, and your outcomes that your project wants to achieve. It helps guide you through that project. Um, and this can really be these. So the toolkit contains logical frameworks for different of drone operations, um, and that can really be used as a starting point for designing your project. Um, it, implementers can also consider factors unique to their context or use case to adapt these logical frameworks and also adapt them based on the type of medical product that you are delivering and those results that you do want to achieve. The framework gives sample activities um, appropriate to the maturity of operations and the outputs and short-term outcomes that should be achieved. The next uh, tool that can be used uh, prior to when you're starting your project and throughout your project are um, sample evaluation questions. Um, they're high-level questions to help guide your data collection and criteria to consider before you progress to that next phase. These are really discussion questions that you can have with your um, with your primary stakeholders throughout the project, which can guide the decisions for improving project performance um, whether rec and whether to recommend uh, scaling to the next phase. Um, for example, um, these evaluation questions can help you understand if drones have uh, not if they have not improved the desired um, target outcome. Um, and the drone delivery system can be further optimized to help you achieve that, or whether complementary interventions are also needed to address the supply chain challenge. Um, we also have key performance indicators, um, which are just how specific examples of how you can exactly measure the results of your project. And you'll see here on the bottom uh, right-hand corner in the gold color, um, you'll see some of these example indicators in the toolkit. Um, it provides you with a definition of the indicator, um, and it also provides you with sample data collection tools so that you can actually measure um, these indicators and get, gives really concrete um, examples and, and context on how you actually go about measuring this. And this is really important um, because 
one other thing that we've noticed a lot is that different people measure the same thing in different ways. Um, so that when you are uh, showing your results and publicizing your results, you might be saying the same thing, but really it could be to two totally different numbers that you're looking at. So it's really hard to compare across drone delivery projects. Um, so these tools can be used before you start your project and also can be used throughout your project while you are evaluating your work. Um, as I mentioned before, um, the type of outcome that you can expect from your project and the type of data that you need to collect for your project is highly dependent on the maturity of your drone operations. If you're in a pilot stage, you're going to want to collect very different data and expect very different results than if you're doing a one plus year project delivering to hundreds of health facilities or hundreds of locations. So one of the uh, tools that the toolkit has is this um, decision tree, which can help you identify where you should start and where your project actually is landing on these phases that we have defined, um, which then can help you guide you through the toolkit to the appropriate resources. And so now let me go a little bit more further into the medical drone delivery database and when and how you can use this. So um, before you actually start implementing drones, you can use the medical drone delivery database to explore what else is out there, which is really important to provide you with context on how you could implement your project. Um, you can find who else in your country is doing drone delivery projects. Um, you might be able to identify who, which drone service providers are operating in the country that you live or in neighboring countries or other places around the world and be able to see what their performance in those places have been so that you can better uh, evaluate and contract them and see if they will be able to perform in your context as well too. You can also identify um, other partners who are working on drone delivery projects if you'd like to partner with them as well. Um, or you might like to get some technical advice from them based on their similar projects on how you could implement your projects. And you can also see other what other people have achieved and specifically a lot of reports um, and evidence that they have generated so that you can start internalizing that and applying that to your own work so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. So then after and during and after your implementation, you can use the medical drone delivery, delivery database to share your work. Um, we don't always recommend to people that they can only submit when they're finished with their project. Uh, we actually recommend that you submit as you're going so that you can get your work out there. People can see that you're, you're operating um, on a routine basis and you can start submitting um, your updates to your data monthly, quarterly, biannually, whatever um, sort of cadence you would like. And then after your implementation, we definitely ask people to submit the results to the medical drone delivery database so that you can publicize your work. You can be found as a new partner. You can be found as a new drone service provider. And other people can come to you for those advisory skills. So these are uh, diving a little bit deeper. Actually, let me go back one slide. Um, you see here on the right-hand side, this is a screenshot of the online database where you can explore through the map and um, click on the pins to see what operations are happening in that country. Or you can filter by the country, the year of operations, if they're ongoing or completed or what phase of work they are at. 
So once you click on one of these pins, um, it launches you into the full details of that project. And so these are um, just an example of some of the details. This isn't everything about what type of data and evidence we are collecting in the medical drug delivery database. Um, and you'll see here that all of these indicators that we collect are directly linked to the evidence generation toolkit so that you have precise examples on how to collect that data and then a precise way to report that data in a shareable and comparable platform. Um, so we look at some flight metrics like total number of successful flights, um, maximum payload carried, maximum distance achieved, maximum flight speed. Um, we look at um, the type of flight permissions that are secured, the location of flight permissions, uh, what level of stakeholder engagement that was conducted. And then very importantly, what type of results were measured um, and what kind of references to those results um, that you have. Um, and these references to findings are really the meat of this data. Um, you know, it's nice to see that, oh great, you collected data on transportation time, but unless you have any context about, well, what is the change in transportation time? How did you measure this? Where were you transporting to? Without, and all of that is really found in these references. And so without those references, the data really lacks um, the complexity and the insight that otherwise it would. Uh, we also collect um, a lot of data on the drone technology itself that was used. Excuse me for just a Sorry about that. So we collect data on the drone technology um, so that you could potentially utilize this as a platform to find technology that you might want to use and see how, how successful the technology has been. So let me give you a little peek into um, so all of the data in the summary of what is in the medical drone delivery database. Um, we've documented nearly 200,000 flights around the world, one-way flights um, across 46 projects. Um, most of these are VTOL fixed wing um, deliveries happening primarily in East Africa and Europe, but that is growing and diversifying every day. Um, and you'll see that 91% of these are BB loss flights. So that's definitely one indication of kind of the maturity of the industry that we are seeing. But all of this and more can be found in the database itself, um, which is on updog.org. So um, just closing up, how can you help support um, our mission of closing this drone evidence generation gap? Um, you can utilize the evidence generation toolkit to inform your project design and how you evaluate the project. And you can provide us feedback if you use this on how it went, what did you change? How did you adapt it? So that we can continuously update this toolkit and provide um, more and better resources to all of you based on your experience. You can also very importantly submit your data to the medical drug delivery database. Um, so you'll see down here um, on our website, upd, updwg.org, um, on the MD3 here, you can submit your data online and you also have a link to the evidence generation toolkit to learn how to collect and submit your data. Um, and if you're in a position to have power over what type of data people collect, you can incentivize um, either if you're a grantee or if you're contracting drone service providers, you can incentivize them to collect and share this data in a better and more transparent way through your contracting is one big way that you can do that. 
Um, and then if you would like support um, utilizing these tools, uh, we have resources to help you uh, do this um, and to walk you through the tools or to help you even adapt them for your own context. Um, so we're happy to do that. Um, you can email us at info at updwg.org um, in order to access that and to um, have us help you. Um, and you can also join our mailing list and our working group if you'd like to get more um, updates on these tools and when new uh, entries are added to the medical drug delivery database. And you can find these resources on our website and in presentation um, that is, will be online when we're done today. So that is it for me, and I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you so much, Gabriella. That was so insightful. And uh, there's so much that you all have already put up. And something that we can just pick up and start using in our projects. So, uh, Gabriella, how does one begin? Like, if a government is trying to start a drone service, what is it we as consultants should start with? Let's the, what is the first document that we should advise him to create? Yeah, I think the first thing that you should really do um, is to look at the um, logical frameworks in the evidence generation toolkit. Um, because depending on what outcomes the government wants to achieve really affects everything that you do in your project. And so by using these logical frameworks for you as a consultant to help the government think through exactly what they do want to achieve and work backwards to say, okay, if you do want to achieve this, what do we need to do in order to do that? What activities do we need to do? What outputs, what results do we need to actually physically complete um, in order to achieve those outcomes is a really good step and a really nice way uh, for you to think through the project fully before you start contracting a drone service provider. Um, because depending on what those results that you want to achieve can really depend on what type of technology you use. Um, if you want to deliver heavier products, you're going to need a different type of technology. If you want to deliver bulky products to far places, you're going to need a different type of technology. Um, so that's one really great step for you to help think through that uh, project planning. Thanks, Gabriela. We have a hand raised from David. David, would you like to unmute yourself? Thanks, Dr. Ranchi. Um, thanks so much for your brilliant presentation. I've got the same sort of uh, lurgy, so bear with me. Um, I'm, I'm also a note how much in awe I am of the efforts by Updog and by Village Reach. Um, my question I asked this, I think, yesterday at the conference as well, and that is about. Uh, the creation of a community of practice, and and I'm very well aware of the efforts that Village Reach and Updog's gone to. Um, what brought me to a different area was uh, some questions from the from a um, developing East African uh, Civil Aviation Authority. Some requests about some drone approvals, and then that went to the Regional Safety Oversight Organisation. And then who do they ask, and who provides them with help? And remembering that a lot of um, Sophisticated CAAs have a national desk, but but they need to get funding, so they charge for the help. So I was wondering, I don't know what your views are, but is there a way we could expand the the updog efforts, um, the MD3, uh, to perhaps even include uh, stakeholders like We Robotics Flying Labs, um, and also to have a community of practice for 
particularly uh, CAAs in, in the low to middle income countries to be able to reach out for help from, from those who have a fair amount of, of well-resourced and, and a lot of capacity, if you get the idea there. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, David. Um, I, I do think already that Updog does play that role a little bit for those who do know about us. Um, but I will admit that you know, not every Flying Labs is, is a member of Updog. Many are. Um, not every CAA is, but a few are as well, too, and particularly um, like the Malawi CAA, who has a really robust drone program and is very advanced in some regards, is very involved in the working group, and uh, the drone lead is actually one of our advisors. Um, so I do think that we can play kind of informally that role in that connecting role already. Um, but I do agree that um, one thing that I, I, I could see as a real need in our community is having more of a direct space for people to communicate and people to collaborate and kind of that, that um, kind of working group, as, as you called it. Um, that is something that Updog has thought about doing in the future um, as well. So it's a, it's a good note to think that um, you, you th might think that that is needed as well. And if others also think that that would be uh, a role that Updog could play, that, that helps me kind of push that forward on our agenda as well too. So, so great idea. Thank you. Thanks so much, Gabby, for the answer. And I just have to point out that because of Village Rich's independence, that's a really important step. A uh, really important role, and then you'd certainly you'd be able to do that. Thank you. Thank you so much, David. Any more questions and comments? So, Gabriel, how do we convince our government to adopt these standards? Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the real the real question. Um, and you know, I I'm not even sure that it's the government who needs to adopt these for it to be implemented. Um, I think that we as implementing bodies and us as drone service providers as well too can push that agenda forward ourselves. I don't necessarily think that it needs to be a mandate from the government and push down. You know, sometimes we can also um, per, can elevate up by our actions rather than our convincing. Um, and so if others already start collecting this data on their own, which we have lots of tools to help you do that in a, in a manageable way, I think, and show the government what type of data we're collecting and really set sense for this is what we think as an industry we should be doing, I think that that will automatically eventually start rolling up to, to higher bodies and governing bodies to say, okay, maybe these are some standards that we should also cement more so now that we do see that they're already happening in the industry. Thank you so much, Gabriela. That's very wise of you to say that. Uh, so we would uh, be closing in your presentation now. And uh, I urge everyone to keep in touch with Gabriella and uh, what we do at Updog. And I think we have regular meetups and presentations and webinars and a lot of activities happening. They have a great newsletter, which is full of resources. And I make sure that every time it comes, I'm the first one to hit it and check it out. So I'm sure that you will all, all find a lot of wisdom there. Be a part of that activity. It's amazing, really, really, really great. That's something that you're doing, Gabriela, and I'm absolute fan of everything that you guys do. Hey there, thank you for listening to Global Voices in Drones and Development. 
we will be releasing at least one new episode every week and that would be on a Saturday. So please do tune in and you're most welcome to join the Global Alliance on Drones and Development where we would be having podcasts, videos, masterclasses, meetings, discussions and much more. So see you around. Thank you for listening.